very warm welcome to our service this morning. Well done to you, made it, traipsed through the snow. We did our best in the car park, sorry there's still a fair bit there, um, but thank you. And uh, welcome to those of you online as well, uh, I expect there's a few of you watching, so great to have you with us this morning. And I'd like to give a special welcome to the children as well, it's good to see you. One week today, very exciting. Um, so a warm welcome to our Christmas family service. Um, there will be refreshments after, so uh, please do stay. We'd love to chat to you, uh, get to know you a bit. If we don't know you, great to have you here. And uh, today there's going to be a few readings. Uh, I think the children are going to sing for us. There'll be a few carols as well. Um, there'll also be two uh, parts of a talk. So uh, John uh, Fuller here will do part one, and then a bit later I'll do part two. Uh, so that gives you a bit of an idea of what to expect. Um, but firstly, right at the start, we're going to sing a carol. So we're going to sing Once in Royal David City. So when the music starts, if you all stand, and we'll sing.
Now, before John uh, comes up to share part one with us, uh, we're going to have a reading, and I believe it's Sue's class. So, Sue's class, would you like to come up? And we're going to read a bit of Luke 2. And in the same region there was shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for I behold, I bring you good news of great joy. That will people be from, for all the people, and unto you is born this day in the city of David's, David, a Saviour, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger, and suddenly there was the angel multitude of the heaven's host praying God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among who with womb he is pleased. Lovely. Thank you very, very much. And I'm going to hand over to John. That was excellent reading. Well done. Thank you ever so much for that. Well, in a minute, I'm going to need a few of you to give me a hand. Do you think some of you can, can give me a hand in a second? Yeah. So me and Mark are going to be speaking today about two meetings. So I've got to get my first slide up. Oh, no. Can we go back to the... There. So we're going to be talking about two meetings that involve the shepherds. So the shepherds met two, two people and we're going to be speaking about that. And I'm going to be speaking about the first one. Now before I start, I just want to talk to you. Has anyone here met anybody famous before? Anybody? You have, George, who have you met? The Rag and Bowman. I've met him as well, so that's two people I've met that's famous. That's really good. Yes. You've met Kieran Trippier. Excellent. Anyone else, any older people here met anyone famous before? Who have you met? The Duke of Edinburgh. Well, that's a good one to meet, isn't it? That's someone very famous. Auntie Ray? Pardon? The Queen. Well, I met someone famous once, and I just want to tell you about him quite quickly. Now, this person that I met, who likes football here? Lots of you. Well, I loved football when I was your age, and I had a hero when I was your age. Now, you might have been watching the World Cup, many of you. You might have had a hero in the World Cup. Maybe you like Harry Kane, or you might like Saka, or Grealish, or Jude Bellin. But when I was younger, I used to love this guy. Oh, oh. Is it going forwards or backwards here? Here we go. This guy. Now, does anybody know who this is? He's very famous. Any of you young ones know who he is? Gazza did so say. So here he is here. His name was Paul Gascoigne, and he was a very, very, very famous footballer when I was younger. In fact, he was one of the most famous footballers in the world at the time. And when I grew up, he used to play for Spurs, and I'm an Arsenal supporter, but he was still my favourite football player. That's how good he was, because Arsenal supporters do not like Tottenham players. But he was my idol as I grew up. And one day I met him. I met 
the person that I really, really idolised when I was growing up. And do you know where I met him? Can anyone have a guess? It's quite a strange place. Does anyone want to have a guess? Where do you think? The, the training ground, not the training ground. Not in a pub. <laughs> on a bit, well, it was actually near a beach. I, in fact, met him on Brighton Pier. I met him on Brighton Pier in 1998, and it was just before the 1998 World Cup. In fact, it was the week before the squad was announced for the 1998 World Cup final. And I was walking along the pier, and then one of my friends said, that's Paul Gascoigne over there. I was like, no, it's not. He's like, yeah, it's Paul Gascoigne. He's standing over there on the pier. And I looked up, and it was Paul Gascoigne. And I went over to him, and I spoke to him, and I, I made myself look all right, Wally, because I said to him, oh, I love you. You're my favourite player. You're going to win us the World Cup. He was just sort of like taking it all on board, and guess what happened? A week later, he got dropped from the England team. And I had a nightmare, because all of my friends for the next month told me that I jinxed Paul Gascoigne and got him dropped from the World Cup. So it was an absolute nightmare for me. But it was a meeting of a famous person in a very unusual place. But I'm going to speak to you now about an even more amazing meeting in a very extraordinary place as well. So, up here. Can somebody help me here first? So we've got here, and in the same region there were shepherds out in their fields keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around. So can I just have one of you come up here quickly? I want you to place this up here. Flynn, uh, Flynn, do do you want to come up? Anywhere on the board. And can you read it out for us? An angel of the Lord appeared to them. So we have here. You can sit back down again now, thank you. So an angel of the Lord appeared to these shepherds. Now these shepherds weren't anybody special at all. They were just ordinary people like you and me. They'd done nothing special, nothing extraordinary. In fact, at the time when we hear about this message, the shepherds were at the lowest point of the ladder. They were looked down on. And it was probably because they spent a lot of their time in the fields with their sheep. They probably were smelly, they were probably dirty. They probably didn't have a lot of friends because they were just spending so much time out in the fields looking after their sheep. In fact, at the time, they were seen at the same level as tax collectors and dung sweepers. That's not very nice, is it? Yet, we hear an angel appeared to them. These ordinary people. An angel appeared to them. Not just a normal person, an angel. And the glory of the Lord shone all around. How amazing is that? These ordinary shepherds had an angel appear to them and they were the first person that this angel appeared to them to speak to them. Now, can I have another one of you here? Quickly up. Yep, come on, Molly. So how do we think they reacted? Do you want to read it out? They were filled with great fear. Now I want you to imagine for a moment this scene. So we're on a hill. It's dark outside. The shepherds know this hill really, really well because they've probably been on this hill for years tending their sheep, looking after their sheep. These shepherds are probably quite tough people because they spend all their time outside They are protecting their sheep from wild animals, so they're pretty tough. But all of a sudden, on this dark hillside, all of a sudden, there was a bright shining light that lit the sky up, and this angel appeared in front of them. 
I don't know about you, but I would have been petrified. I'd have been absolutely terrified to just be in somewhere one moment, knowing the scenery, knowing what's all about me, and then all of a sudden, it completely changes, and I'm seeing something for the first time that I've never seen in my life. And it says they were filled with great fear. Not a little bit of fear, they were greatly frightened, because it was a really terrifying sight. But I don't know about you, when you get frightened, how do you feel? Do you feel like you concentrate a lot more? Or do you feel like you go to pieces? Because I don't know about you, I feel, when I'm really, really frightened, I always feel that it really focuses me. For instance, you know me, I'm quite frightened of heights. And I really don't like heights. And when I go co-steering and we have to jump off these great big hills and these big, big cliffs, I am petrified. But when I get up on the top, when I'm about to jump, I don't sit there thinking, oh, I wonder what I'm going to have for dinner tonight. Oh, I wonder, um, you know, what's going to happen, you know, tomorrow or what's going to happen with the the football stars. I'm there and I'm thinking, I've got to jump properly. I've got to have my body in the right spot. I've got to land in that spot. If I don't land in that spot properly, it's going to go terribly wrong. It really focuses me. And I think that the shepherds would have been feeling the same thing, even though they were frightened. I really do think that they'd have been really focused on what this, shep- this, this angel had come here to say to them. So, can someone else come up here quickly? Yeah, come on then, Freddie. And do you want to read this out? Excellent, sit down. So, what did this angel come to do? This must have been absolutely fantastic for the shepherds now, because they were absolutely terrified... They were filled with great fear, like we just heard. But the first thing the angel says is, Fear not, for behold, I bring you bad news? No. It's good news of great joy, and it will be for all people. Now, I don't know about you, but this sounds fantastic to me, because I don't know about you, but when I flick on the news, especially over the last two years, there seems to be so much bad news, doesn't there? You know, we've had COVID after the last couple of years, haven't we? We read about and see about wars going on, financial problems. Even the last week, England got knocked out of the World Cup. It's really bad news, isn't it? It seems like it's bad news all the time. And the one thing that I love more than anything, I love to hear good news. Who here likes to hear good news? Good news. It's brilliant, isn't it? It's good news. I love it. Brilliant news. Say, for instance... um, if your mum and dad have another, are going to have another baby, that's fantastic news, isn't it? Or you hear good news that your parents are taking you on a lovely holiday or to a theme park. That's brilliant news, isn't it? But here, we're going to hear about the best news that has ever been given to anybody. And this news was first and foremost brought to the shepherds. Ordinary people, ordinary people like me and you. So who wants to come up next? Come on then, Harvey. Can you read it out? City. David. David, a saviour. Saviour. Excellent, thank you. So this fantastic news is, for unto you is born this day in the city of David, a saviour who is Christ the Lord. Now this is fantastic news, isn't it? This is the best news ever. We're being told that on this very day, the shepherds are being told, this very day, 
A child is being born unto you and he is the Saviour, who is Christ the Lord. This is brilliant news, isn't it? Our Saviour, the one that all the prophets were talking about all the way through time, it's here now. He's arrived. He's come. He's been born. And he's coming to save their people. And what is he coming to save the people from? Who knows what Jesus has come to save their people from? He's come to save them from their sins. That is the best news ever because the Bible tells us that we are all full of sin. Each and every single one of us. We can't hide from that fact. We're all full of sin and the Bible tells us that we need saving from our sins. But the Bible also tells us that he's gonna, God's going to send a saviour that will save us from our sins. And the brilliant news is, if we put our trust in him, we can be saved. And I think it's wonderful as well because it tells us it's good news of great joy and it will be for all people. This news, this great news, is for all people. It's for you, it's for me, it's for everybody. And I'll tell you something, I heard this good news, and it does bring you joy, and it does bring you peace, and it is the greatest news that any single one of you could ever hear. It's the best news ever. And it's brilliant, because it's for you children, it's for you adults, it's for everybody, this great news that the angel is bringing to these shepherds. And I've got one more up here. Who would like to come up and put the last one? Come on in, Charlie. And do you want to read it out? Glory to God in the highest. And it says, and suddenly, so we've got the shepherds on the hill, this frightening scene, an angel appears to them, and then the angel speaks to them and tells them not to fear, gives them the good news about the Saviour, and then all of a sudden, with the angel, a multitude of heavenly hosts are praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest. Can you imagine this now? Just one angel to begin with, and then all of a sudden, there is a multitude of angels A multitude of angels, these amazing beings that are there. And what are they doing? They're praising God. They're there praising God. This must have been an amazing sight, mustn't it? It must have been so amazing for the shepherds to see this sight. And it makes me think, how should we react to this? What should our response be? So, I want you to think today really, really carefully about all the things that you're going to hear and all the things that Mark's going to be talking to you later. And I want you all, not just the younger ones, but you older ones, to think, how should we respond to this message? Because this message was not just for the shepherds. It's not just for the children down here that I'm speaking to now. It's for each and every single one of us sitting in here. And it deserves a response. And God talks to us, not just through the the angel to the shepherds, but God speaks to us all today through the Bible and through creation. And the wonderful thing is, it's good news for everybody. Christmas is brilliant. I love Christmas. It's fantastic. But the best thing about Christmas is, it gives us the best news ever. It gives us the best news about the Lord Jesus Christ coming into this world to save us from our sins. And I think that's amazing, don't you? And in the second part, Mark's going to be talking to us about the shepherd's response. And he's going to be telling us, how did the shepherds respond? And also, he's going to be telling us about another very, very special meeting that the shepherds had with a very, very special person. And I think that's really amazing, isn't it? And something to look forward to. So, in a minute, Mark will be coming up. But before then, Luke's going to pray for us now. So, Luke's going to come up and pray. Thanks, John. Let's put our hands together and bow our heads as, as we pray. Father God, we thank you so much for Christmas time. We thank you, Lord, for all the fun that we have. We thank you for all the things that we can look forward to.
We thank you, Lord, for time with family and with friends. We thank you, Lord, for good food that we enjoy and time playing games and puzzles and having lots of fun together. Lord, it really is such a great time of year. And we thank you that we have this opportunity and uh, that, Lord, we have uh, our lives have been spared through another year and we can enjoy a, a Christmas time together. And Lord, while we do that, we also want to remember uh, those who are lonely and sad. We pray for those who have got big problems in their lives that, um, that make them uh, not enjoy Christmas quite so much. And we pray for them that, Lord, they might find um, comfort in the real meaning of Christmas time. And we pray, Lord, that you will give us a heart to share what we have and to, if we know that people are lonely or sad, to invite them round. We pray, Lord, that you will give us a big heart. Like Jesus used to have uh, dinner with those that were unpopular, we pray, Lord, that we would, be, we would do the same, and that we won't be forgetful while we have all the, all the great fun and all the things that we can look forward to. Help us to remember others and their needs as well. Lord, we particularly um, pray this year as well for those people in the Ukraine who are having a very, uh, have the prospect of a very different Christmas to the one that they had last year. And we pray for them, Lord, as some of them will have lost, uh, many of them will have lost family members in the fighting. And Lord, many families have been split up and had to go to different countries to, uh, for, for their own safety. And we pray for them, Lord, it's going to be such a hard time and when it's so cold over there as well, Lord, their problems are very, very big and they are problems that we can't really relate to, things that we can't really understand. We see it on the news, Lord, but um, when we're not going through it, we don't understand easily. But Lord, we know they're having a really, really hard time and it's not going to be the most joyful of Christmases for them. And so we pray again, Lord, that they will find comfort in the real meaning of Christmas, that a saviour came. Um, to change our lives for the better. We pray, Lord, that you, while we enjoy uh, time together, that we won't be forgetful of the real meaning of Christmas. And, Lord, the fact that Jesus came into this world and uh, so willingly from the highest heaven all the way down to this sin-fallen earth. And we thank you, Lord, for the great love that you had towards your people. Lord, we see how much you wanted us back in your family by sending your only son into this world to be mistreated, to live a, a very poor life. But Lord, we thank you that it was a perfect life and a perfect death. We thank you for um, the fact that Jesus came. We thank you that we've got it written down in the Bible so that we can know it and understand it. We thank you, Lord, that by sending Jesus into the world, you gave us hope. You gave us hope that we, our sins will not face the punishment that, that they deserve. As long as we put our trust in you, and Lord, we pray that this Christmas time, that might be something that we each consider, is whether our faith is in Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, that despite our sins, that you love us, and you want us to be a part of your family. Give us a heart to receive you, Lord. And, to, uh, and as, the, as the shepherds were excited to, uh, to see baby Jesus, Lord, I pray that we will be excited to know that Jesus is still, is still real, is still alive today. And that we have hope through him. And Lord, I pray that we will be excited to have him in our life. May that be the best Christmas gift that we get this year. Be the, the gift of Jesus in our hearts. Lord, as we uh, meet this morning, we thank you for this time together. And Lord, I thank you for all the children that are here. And Lord, we're looking forward to some songs. And um, we Lord, we thank you for um, John's teaching and Mark's teaching to come. And we pray, Lord, that um, 
that, we'll, that the children will enjoy coming to Sunday school and we'll, and we'll carry on coming and bring their friends too. We thank you, Lord, for those that run it. We thank you for John and Steph and their great team of teachers and, um, and assistants who help the children learn about the Bible. And we pray, Lord, that the things that we hear might be things that we will remember forever. Because like John's just told us, what great news it is to know that Jesus came into the world and Lord, we see how you worked in the world many thousands of years ago through great characters like like uh, Abraham and David and Joseph. And Lord, we thank you that we get to hear all these wonderful stories of what you did in their lives. Help us to true, give us a heart, Lord, that would truly believe the things that we hear. And we pray that it would do us good. And so, Lord, we thank you that we can come every week to Sunday school. And the older ones to Rooted as well. And we can hear about Jesus Christ. And we pray that that will do us good as we hear these things week to week. Lord, we thank you for the year that has passed. And for some it might have been a very tough year, and some it might have been a good year. And Lord, in every year there are ups and downs, but you know what we've all been through. And Lord, you know that for many this year it hasn't been easy. Lord, especially with, um, uh, with a lot of illness at the moment, but Lord, also we're facing um, a time of, of economic uh, trouble as well. And we pray, Lord, for those who are finding things tough and uh, having to work very, very hard and not finding their money going as far. And Lord, we know as well of, um, of people who have been through a hard time having lost loved ones in their family and suffering with illnesses and um, injuries. And Lord, we pray that all these things might be moulding and shaping us uh, to be more like you. We thank you for the, for the good times as well, Lord. We thank you for, for, the, for all the daily blessings that we have, the food and shelter and clothing that we have. We thank you for things like holidays and uh, families and friends. And, and Lord, we, we also thank you for the hard times, knowing that they will work for our good. But please give us patience and strength when we walk through hard times uh, to know that these will, things will all work out for good. Help us to support one another and to understand, try and understand each other's problems. But we thank you most of all that you are the, the best counsellor of all. Lord, you know exactly how we feel and what we're going through. Lord, you know the words that need to be said to us. Help us to depend upon you in every situation that we find ourselves and as we finish uh, one year, or certainly come towards the end of it, Lord, we commit 2023 to you as well. And as we start filling in calendars with dates and plans, we ask, Lord, that you will be with us in everything that's ahead of us. We have no idea what the next 12 months will hold. But, Lord, we know that you hold the future, that you are the one that's planned out everything for all of us. And so we commit to you. And we pray, Lord, that you will help us to take each day as it comes. Please give us strength for the day ahead. Give us wisdom and patience um, for the situations that we find ourselves. And, Lord, we can't just assume that it's going to be a good, easy year, as much as we may wish it to be. But we pray that whatever we face, that you will be with us, that you will strengthen us and help us, as you have promised in your word, time and time again. And we thank you that you are the same God that, when those words were written down, as you are today, and that we can trust and rely upon you. And so we commit the next year to you as well. So Lord, we thank you for this time together now. We pray for your blessing upon all of us as we, as we meet together and as we sing your praises, hear your words spoken and read. And uh, Lord, we pray that through it all, that you have the glory and the honour. You are the creator of our lives, Lord. You know everything about us. And there's nothing that we can hide from you. And Lord, for that we're thankful. But Lord, you also know that we, um, we, that we have sinned against you. We've broken your rules. We pray for forgiveness. And we thank you that through Jesus Christ, we have hope and eternity with you. And so, Lord, give us faith to believe it. 
and we pray that it will make a difference to each of our lives. But above all, Lord, have the glory and the honour, for you deserve it. We pray all this now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Luke. Well, we're going to have the children. They're going to come up and they're going to sing for us now. So can we have uh, Gwen's class? Would you like to come up first? And Sue's class, would you like to come up? Charlie, do you want to just stand at the back there? Because you're a bit taller there. And Arabella's in the other class, would you like to come up? Move along a bit, Al, there. That's it. There you go. There you go. You two coming up.
be singing one more now that, that we're going to be singing um, Silent Night. The children will be singing the first verse um, and then the, we'll, we'll stand up and join in when we get to the second one. So they'll sing the first bit on their own and when it ju- jumps into the second part, we'll all stand and we'll sing along with them. and a round of applause. That's fantastic. Brilliant. Okay. Is Arabella's class and Leah's class? You want to go down first? And Sue's class, would you like to go? And Gwen's class. Well, before Mark comes up, we are going to have um, a, couple, a couple come up to read again and then we're going to have one more song And then Mark's going to come in and take us for the second part. So could we have the readers from Gwen's class, would you like to come up, please? It's the microphone there, Mark. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one other, let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste of found, found Mary and Joseph and a ba- and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, 
they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up these all these things, pondering them in her heart. And when the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told had been told them. Thanks ever so much. Fantastic reading. Okay, before Mark comes up in a moment then, I'm going to have the children. Are you going to stand up just for a second in your pews? Just stand up. And we're going to be singing again. So we're going to be singing. Have we got the words up on there? In a stable long ago. The children again are going to sing the first verse. They're going to sing the chorus. And then when we come into the second verse and chorus, then we're going to stand and we're going to join in with them. And then after that, Mark's going to come up and he's going to take us in the second part.
Okay. The singing's a lot louder when you're up the front, isn't it? Did you find that? Yeah. Now, in part one, we had the shepherds meeting the angels. And oh, wow, what an experience that was. The whole hillside at night time filled with light. And they were terrified. And we're going to come on to part two now, which is the shepherds meet the saviour. But before we do that, I need some help from you guys. Yeah, do you want to come up? Yeah, so if you jump up, one, let's have, yeah, go on, Annie, two, yeah, number three. Lovely, okay. Now, I've got one of these for each of you, okay, and uh, it's always a bit dangerous volunteering, but this one's a good one. Okay, so let me give this one to you. Okay, so this is what it says. At the bottom of the stairs, you'll find a treat A wonderful, delicious, chewy sweet. So I'm going to give that one to you. Okay. So this one says, If you go to the organ, there really should be a little wrapped sweet for you to see. Give that to you. And this one, final one. Are you ready? In the far back corner, on the floor, out of sight, is something yummy for your delight. Okay, so there's it. Okay. What do you want to do? Find it. Go find it, yeah. Absolutely. Go on in. Okay, find the steps. There's some steps from back there. Get something. Very nice. Show everyone what you got. Very nice. Good. Very nice. Good, you all found it. I'm glad it was in the right place and that no one nicked it when I wasn't looking. Good, excellent. So, lovely. Now, don't worry because I have got one for all of you. So, if you're a bit worried about them, at the end, I'll get you one. Okay, and don't eat it quite yet. Save it for the end of the service. Okay. Now, just quickly, why did you go and find it? Because you wanted to eat it. Absolutely, yeah. And did you believe me that there was something there? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Lovely. Go and sit down. Well done. Thank you for your help. So the shepherds, they hear this good news, and it's not about a sweet, as good as that is. It's about this baby. And how do they react? Well, it says this, when the angels went away from them into uh, heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So let's go and see this thing that the angels have just been telling us about. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. Do you notice, they went with haste. That means they went quickly. They were excited. They wanted to find this baby. Now, what's happening in exactly a week today? Especially you. It's Christmas. Well done up in the gallery. It's Christmas. Yeah. It's Christmas, and it's exciting. And some of you may be looking forward to maybe going downstairs and finding some presents. Or going into an adult's room and finding some presents there if you open them with them. Or just being with people. Or eating food. Maybe you're excited about that. But you know, the shepherds, the thing that they were most excited about on the very first Christmas was not presents. It was about going to find a baby. That's what they were most excited about. But John said at the end of his message, he said, it's a very special baby. He said, this is a really special baby, this one. But it didn't look very special. It says they, they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. 
Who can tell me what a manger is? Yeah. Something that animals eat out of. It's not a bed, is it? So they find this very ordinary baby in an animal feeding sort of trough. Why are they excited? You can tell me, why are they excited? Yeah. Yeah, because he's yeah, God's son, Jesus, who came as the saviour. So they're excited. And when they get there, this is what they do. They made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. So basically what they do is they go and they, they share with Mary and Joseph and anyone else who's there what's been told to them. And they tell them. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. Now often when we think about wondered something, we might think something like this, might we? We might think, hmm, I wonder what I'm going to have for lunch. Or you might think, hmm, I wonder what I'm going to learn at school today. But here, the wondered kind of means amazement. So put your hand up if you've climbed a mountain. Some of you have. And what do you notice at the top? If it's not cloudy, what do you notice at the top? Yeah. Good view. Yeah, if you're really fortunate, you get up there and it takes your breath away. It's amazing. And often you get people standing there and they're not saying much, because, well, partly because they're tired, but also because they get there and wow, it's amazing. You can see for miles and miles and miles, hopefully, and people are taking photos. And it's amazing. People stand there in wonder. And that's kind of how people are here. They're standing in wonder at what they've been heard. They, they can't really talk much because they're all amazed at what's been going on. So what do the shepherds do then? Well, they don't stay there forever. They've got some sheep to look after. So the shepherds returned. So they went back to their sheep, glorifying and praising God for all they'd heard and seen as it had been told them. Now, I don't expect these shepherds stopped talking about it for weeks, do you? If that had happened to you, it's probably all they could think about. I doubt it they slept very well that night. They were probably thinking about it. And all the time they were praising God and glorifying God for everything that he had done. They were just amazed at this baby. Why were they so amazed at this pretty normal looking baby? Because they realised that this was someone special. This wasn't just a normal baby. This wasn't just another person like Julius Caesar or Queen Victoria or someone like that. This was the saviour. This was the Messiah that they've been looking forward to for centuries, hundreds of years. And finally, God had told them, he's come. You know, Jesus is not just an ordinary baby. He's a gift from heaven. And that's exciting. He's a gift who's going to be a saviour. Now, last week, uh, in the snow on Sunday, some of us watched The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe um, in the Narnia Chronicles. Have any of you seen it? And maybe some of the older ones. Probably a little bit scary for you. In fact, yeah, Jess watched it with us. Um, and it's a, it's a great film. And there's a book as well. And uh, in it, you've got Aslan the Lion. And lots of people in Narnia are waiting for Aslan to come back. And then a bit later in the film, you've got um, the white witch. She's the baddie. And she comes to Aslan and she demands that Edmund be punished because Edmund has betrayed his brother and his sisters. And, he sa- and she says the price is blood. In other words, Edmund is going to have to die 
for what he's done. That's what the law says. And so the white witch says to Aslan, he must die. That's, that's what the law says. That's the, that's the punishment. Can anyone tell me, maybe you at the back can, what happens? What happens? Jess? Yeah, so Aslan gets killed instead of Edmund. How come? Yeah, absolutely. So Aslan, he doesn't just get killed. He doesn't accidentally get caught in the middle of it. He lays down his life. Those of you who have seen the film will remember the bit where he willingly walks off to die. And he's taken the place of Edmund. Edmund is the one that deserves to die. He's the one that betrayed people. He's the one that broke the law. But Aslan is the one that dies. And what it means is that Edmund is free. He doesn't have to die. The blood has been paid. The punishment has been dealt. And as Jess just said, it's a wonderful picture of what Jesus did. And it's meant to be a picture of what Jesus did. This is why we we love Christmas, because Jesus laid down his life for us. This is how he saves us. When we think about him being a saviour, which John talked about, this is how he does it. Because, you know, we might not like it, but we're like Edmund. The reality is, is we deserve death. That's what the Bible says. We deserve punishment. And yet Jesus came and he said, I'll take it instead. He walked off to the cross to take our place. He came to lay down his life for us so that we can go free, so that our relationship with God can be perfectly restored. It's a wonderful story. This is why we love it. This is why he's the saviour, because he saves us by taking our place. Jesus isn't just another baby He's the saviour of the world. That's what we believe. That's what we're all about as a church. And so you might ask the question, well, does Jesus save everyone? Well, he saves everyone who comes to him. Everyone that comes to Jesus and says, please take my place. Please forgive me. I've done wrong. I want to follow you. Please save me. And Jesus will willingly, lovingly forgive every single person who does that. And... That's why we love Christmas as a, as a church, because it's about the saviour of the world who came to rescue us. And, and that's where we get joy from. That's where we get peace from. Not just peace in the world, but peace with God. It's a wonderful thing. So this Christmas, I just want to encourage you to think, when you think about the baby, when you think it's just a man who lived 2,000 years ago, remember that the Bible says he's something more than that. He's not just a baby. He's a saviour of the world. And if you come to him, you too can be saved by him and know the joy and the peace that that brings. And if you have any questions, always feel free to come and ask us or ask the person you came with. Um, I know lots of people have lots of questions, so do feel free to come and chat to us if you'd like to know any more. Thank you, Mark. Well, there's lots to think about there, isn't there? Lots and lots. Well, we're going to sing our final uh, carol now. We're going to be singing Angels in the Rounds Glory. And as the music starts, please stand and we'll sing.
Um, firstly, like Mike said at the beginning, we have refreshments next door in the Sunday School. You're all welcome to stay and join with us. It'd be lovely to see you all there. Um, just a reminder, we have another service this evening at half past six. We have our candlelit service here, and you're all more than welcome to join us to that and bring friends and family along. It's a lovely service to come to. We sing lots of carols, but we hear a fantastic message in between as well. So I really encourage you to come to that. Also, you're more than welcome to come to our Christmas service here, Christmas Day, 10.30. Lovely to see so many of you here. It would be fantastic to have you all with us. Um, just a quick one before... Before I pray, we, have, uh, we run a course here, Hope Explored. Um, we run it um, on Tuesdays. They are from 7.30. We're starting a new course, which is going to be on the 31st of January, the 7th, the 14th and, uh, of um, February. And they're going to be down here at, uh, at the church here. Jane and March run it. It's a fantastic, fantastic um, thing to come to, to. If you want to know more, you want to learn more, you want to understand a bit more of what you've been hearing today, and you've got questions to ask, it's a really, really good thing to come to, to to really just, if you have any questions whatsoever about the Bible, about God, who Jesus is, come here and um, ask whatever questions you want. I'm sure we can help you with them. And, um, you know, be like the shepherds. The shepherds wondered. They went to sea in haste, didn't they? And I really do pray and hope that you would want to come in haste and want to know more about who this Jesus is and what this message is all about. And one for the children again. So we have a Sunday school here that you love coming to, don't you? I hope you do. And um, we've got some flies out there, so if your parents want to pick any up, you know any children that would like to come along on a Sunday morning to Sunday school, it's got all the information on there. I really do encourage you to to pick one of them up and um, bring bring people along that you know would like to come to it. So that's fantastic. Okay, shall we just pray before we before we finish? Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you now as our great God, and we come to you before... For you as the God who sent his only son, the Lord Jesus Christ, into this world. He was born in that manger and he lived a perfect life. He grew and he taught us how to be made right by God. And yet he laid down his life on the cross so that people like us who are so full of sin can be forgiven. And I just pray that as we walk out of this room today, that Lord, we won't just walk away and get in involved and tied up in all the trimmings that come with Christmas, but we'll really be thinking about the message that we heard. Lord, we have been hearing how it is the greatest news that anybody can have. And I just pray that as people walk away from here today, they will be thinking, what is this news? What is this great news? Who is this saviour? And that the Lord will work in their hearts and that they will come to the realisation that we all need a saviour and Jesus was that saviour that was born to save us from our sins, that perfect and great gift from God. So, Lord God, we just pray that you'll be with us now as we go into uh, the Sunday school. We pray that we'll have really good fun together, talking and chatting. And we pray for the food and the drinks that are provided for us. And we pray all this now in Jesus' name. Amen.